Remember when I said I wanted to start a new hobby in 2022? Well, now I found the perfect way to do so. Let's Make Art delivers art supplies right to your door. Whether it's monthly subscriptions, project kits, or supplies for a variety of projects, they make art simple, even for someone with a lot on their plate. Not everyone has a ton of time or space to create. That's why they've made it easy for you to start now. Let's Make Art has done the hard work so you can focus on mindfulness, learning, community, and having fun. With easy-to-understand tutorials and so many different offerings, there's something perfect to fit any level of learning. Let's Make Art also has community groups where you can enjoy a safe space to share your art with others. Right now is the perfect time to express yourself creatively. With Let's Make Art, you can try a new artistic medium on for size or maybe even pick up a new hobby. Right now, Let's Make Art is offering Heart and Hustle listeners 20% off. Visit zen.ai backslash hearthustlepod for 20% off your entire order today. So right now, go to zen.ai backslash hearthustlepod for 20% off anything you order today. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we're here every Thursday talking to you about entrepreneurship, business, balance, being creative, living your best life, and a million things in between. We've been podcasting now for about six years, um, and we love it. We get to talk to amazing people. We get to have great conversations with each other, um, just kind of explore this you know, creative entrepreneurship world that we are in. Um, so it is March, and it's Women's History Month. Super, super excited about just a lot of things that women in, you know, different fields are doing right now, just like killing it in their perspective field. So we did want to shout out, we have um, two people that have been, they're friends of the podcast they've been on before. They're doing really awesome things. So one of them is Aaliyah Salmon, um, who we had on just earlier, just not that long ago. Um, so you can check out her episode. And she has some products that are currently being sold right now in Target, which is really awesome. So she's actually designing for Target um, and she's designing for a lot of different places right now. So I feel like definitely be watching her space because it's going to come up like a lot over the next few months. I know some of it she's not been able to talk about, but I know that she does have some designs out there now. One of the things is a phone case um, and she's known for really just like having a style that is very uniquely hers and there's a lot of um it's very much inspired by like her childhood as you know a black little girl um so there's just like a lot of visuals that really really speak to us from her work um so we will share on our instagram like what the designs look like how you can purchase them that sort of thing um so that you can find them i actually ordered mine online because i was like i don't go to target all that often um, I go once a month. So I was like, I don't know if I was going to be there in time. I didn't want to like miss out. So I ordered mine online, but you can go order online, check it out, whatever. Um, so we will link to that at Instagram so that you can go support her. Facts, facts. And then also our friend, Allie Lehman, who has been on the podcast before, um, who is part of the, uh, she has a podcast called The Gym Club that I've talked about a whole bunch of times for her and her husband. Uh, own this business and they split it up and we've had so many like discussions about how Allie's amazing she started to do this illustration journey with learning how to use um procreate I think it is or whatever you know to illustrate on her ipad and 
it turned into her doing this illustration series of just kind of like everyday women, you know, just existing in the space. And they were really cool because you started to see yourself in some of these stories and she'd yes. write like a little tidbit about the, the women in the space. It was amazing she, to like watch along the way. Yes. Yeah. And so she eventually turned it into a book and it's called Being Here. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, she got that book picked up by anthropology and so now you can buy that on anthropology so all you have to look up is being here on the anthropology website and you can buy yourself a coffee it's a coffee table book so it's a pretty big size um definitely excited to get a copy for my coffee table because it is full of all the things that i wanted and i wanted to get her like pre-launch but she sold out so quickly yeah so it's very exciting she that she was able to get into a retailer very quick um, so definitely recommend checking that out if you have friends who are really into illustration or art. It's a really fun book. It's just, it's cool to read the little stories here. The stories she came up with for each of these little people, I'm like, yes, I agree with this person. Yes. this And they're very like everyday stories. It's like Jane drank coffee because she was tired of her meeting on Zoom and like closed her computer. It's very, very everyday in the moment, very calming, very much all that I feel like Ali uh, stands for. So definitely yeah. go and check that out. And I'm like, again, I, I encourage people to order it online, but I'm definitely going to be creeping the store at Disney Springs just because like, that's such a beautiful store. And I'm going to like find, I know, I know it's going to be Disney Springs is a lot, but I'm going to find the book in there and I'm going to walk around and take photos of it all over the place. Like I wrote the book because I'm very, very excited. People are going to be I like, feel like a mom. I'm like doing, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to be like, look at the, you know, just like putting it in different places. Cause that's, it's such a stunning store. I mean, most anthropology stores are really beautiful, but Disney Springs has like one of the prettiest ones. So I'm very excited. I'm actually going to just ask a friend who I know who works um, in Disney Springs to be like, can you just swing by every day and then just like alert me when it's there? Cause I it's Disney Springs is a lot. But if you get there in the morning, it's not too bad. So I'll just go, you know, to crack the dawn. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and a good thing to do for these products as you come up, we'll have links in the show notes, is rate them. Yes. Because that is how retailers see that they're well-selling, well-received products. And so that way they can be asked to do more merchandise or even them putting them in a position where they can start referring other people and other creatives. And so this is how that starts. It's just getting your foot into the door and being successful. And both are women of color who are really amazing and creative and crafty and very talented. So it's definitely stuff that we would absolutely buy. We are going to buy. We're going to have in our home. So recommend 100% that you guys check it out and um, support. Yes. And if you are working on an amazing project for Women's History Month, if you know somebody who is, and again, it does not need to be that you are in the store. That is obviously like an above and beyond awesome thing. If you can just is, be posting photos on Instagram yes, every exactly. day. If like, you post a really cool photo and you're like, I posted this photo and it's really cool and I think you should see it. Send it our way. We would love to share it. We did highlight um, a lot of people yesterday you did. for awesome. International Women's Day. Um, just some of our like friends of the pod, awesome people that we love who we, you know, again, both have been supporters of for years, but um, you know, there's just so many great women out there doing awesome things. So send them our way. Let us see, um, hype yourself up, hype a friend up, uh, just anybody who you think just kind of like deserves a good shout out this month. Because again, that's, that's just the sort of thing that it's like, you know, there's just so many awesome women that are truly creating like just amazing things out there and I feel like you know it's great when when they get the recognition that they deserve and they are in like Target and Anthropology but a lot of times like people aren't right so it doesn't mean that they're still not creating awesome things and I think that like you look at something like Allie's book that like 
people kind of went on that journey with her while she was posting and people were very supportive about it. People would share, like you shared multiple times, like you would reshare like, oh, this, this particular illustration spoke to me and you would share that. And that's how I was like, oh, that's what Allie's up to. Okay, let me go check that out, you know? And that's how something grows just to be kind of like bigger than maybe what you originally even planned for it to be, right? So just make sure that you're sharing and uplifting the voices of others and especially women this month, but also always. Um, so we have a great guest today. We do. Very, very excited about it. I always learn so much when she drops by and graces us with her presence. So I'm very, very she's excited. A three for... peat, she's is a three-peat. She's a three-peat. I think our first, you know? our first three-peat pop, like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our first Yeah, she is. She's our first three-peat, so shout out um, to Yeah, which I mean, Bobby. we've been here six years now, so that's going to happen sometimes. We have to do like a special thing, I guess, like when they get to like maybe five. Um, because we didn't. Uh, I was like, it's three. I'm ready to like buy her a plaque right now and go. I know. I'm like, we should have done something now for three, but I'm like, we didn't plan. I mean, we still can. That's true. This is just like us with all of our episode anniversaries. Like we're always like, yeah, we're gonna do something for that one, and then we like. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do all kind of stuff. I'm like, because um, the Sailor Moon fan club podcast. She got 200 episodes. She did balloons and everything. I was like, oh yeah, 200. I'm gonna get. We need to get like a drink at least, and like right, and then we did it. So what's the date? Like, we need to look at the date that we'll be at 250 and be like, you know, we're at like a quarter of a thousand or whatever. And we Next need year. to like, Next we March. need to put it on, like, we need to put the date on like the calendar and invite other people or something so that we'll actually do it. Next March, um, wherever we are, because we'll probably be on a farm somewhere with no Wi-Fi. Let's hope, <laughs> baby. Let's hope. Get on that farm. We'll have our radio edition where we have like the other farmers come out and talk about I'm here for it's that. Bleak out here. Um, and as always, once again, our episode again is sponsored by Let's Make Art. Please go check out their stuff. It's so awesome. It's very easy to order from them. I'm very excited to get mine. So you go to zen.ai backslash heart hustle pod. And that is how you get 20% off of your order. And they have so many products. It's going to be my top five favorite thing to shop from this year. So and if you want to make recommend. your life easy, you can literally just go in, look at the birthdays that you have coming up the next six months. And find Go ahead something. and just make yeah. those orders now so that it's done. And then send it to people when, you know, their birthday comes around. Have that ready for them. Because it's it's really something where you can find something for someone of any age. Literally from a three-year-old to an 83-year-old, there's going to be something that fits for them. And, and regardless of what their skill level is, right? So it's yep. definitely just like a one size fits all place to shop for a gift that's creative and a little bit more like heartfelt and out of the box than the typical typical gifts that people often give. So definitely check that out. We'll have that link for you in the show notes as well. All right, friends, enjoy the interview and thank you so much as always. Bye. I'm really excited because today on the podcast, we have one of my all-time favorite guests back with us again. So Bobby, it is amazing to have you on the podcast for the third time, I believe. So for our listeners who haven't like listened to your previous episodes already and who aren't familiar with your work, tell us a little bit about what you do. 
third time. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, well, first of all, apologies because uh, uh, you're going to listen to my voice for a little bit. Um, but thank you guys so much for having me on again. Um, it's always lovely to chat with you. I always feel warm and fuzzy when I walk away. Um, so I saved my most difficult work of the day for after this because I will feel inspired by hearing you guys. Um, and as for what that work is, uh, so I run a brand strategy and design studio here in Bristol, United Kingdom. Um, the extensions of that business are also coaching. Um, I'm a mental health first aider. So there's lots of, of a holistic approach to business and business building incorporated into what I do. Um, from day to day, it's a lot of design work, a lot of strategy, a lot of web development and design, which I love to do. Um, and yeah, just empire building as best I can through a pandemic and <laughs> other, other things happening in the world. Um, so yeah, really, really excited to still be here and still be going strong. And it's kind of nice to have the, these mile markers of joining you guys on the podcast because the answer changes a little bit um, every time I'm here. It really it does. does. And I feel like for a lot of people as they go on in business, like obviously they add things to what they do, right? And I think a lot of times like it can be it can get overwhelming for people, but what I love about you is that I feel like you add what you really want to do, and yeah. so I feel like you you sound more and more joyous about what you do as time goes on, where some people sound like more and more, you know, downtrodden. <laughs> They're like, oh no, it's getting worse. I keep adding things. But I, I think that that's just like, again, such a testament to like, do what it, it is that you actually want to do and that like what lights you up as opposed to just like looking to the person beside you and being like, well, they're doing that. I'm going to offer that, you know, because I see a lot of that in our industries. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it sounds like I do do more, but it's less, right? Um, it is. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's like, it's higher elevated things, if that makes sense. It's like, I don't want to say more important because what you've done has always been important, but it's like, it's things that I feel like do have a, a bigger, much bigger impact. So that's why they yeah. feel like more, but yeah, like you're right. It's less things, but the impact I, is, is greater. Yeah. And it, you know, it has to be, you know, as we get, as we get older, there's a reason that we want to keep moving so that we can make space for people to do the things that we used to do. For mm -hmm. um, but our, you guys are so funny. <laughs> our, lives, <laughs> um, our lives fill up with different things as they should, you know, we go through different stages of life. So it wouldn't really be, I mean, it's very kind of you to say I was doing very important things before, but like, I, I, I don't consider some of my early work as impactful, nor should it have been. <laughs> you know, because it was like fashion blogs, which no offense to fashion blogs. I was dangerously close to starting one at one point, but um, priorities change. And I think that one of the ways I've maintained joy in the business is allowing those priorities to change um, and not getting, not getting attached to work that's not really serving me. Um, I gave an example maybe yesterday, time means nothing at the moment, um, to someone about how a lot of my clients will come to me because they've reached a certain level of success, but it was not ex accidental, but kind of took them as well by surprise. And they were losing joy in what they were doing because they felt like they had to keep doing these things that they just kind of happened into. Um, and I think that at least one thing I've done right has always been quite conscious of the work I'm doing and how it makes me feel. Um, and when something doesn't feel well, it's okay to let that go. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I love what you said about like, it's no longer serving you. So you're not going to continue to do that type of work. And I think my issue when I consult with a lot of service providers is that they're so 
they almost get upset that they've outgrown something and they kind of want to hold on to it. And that's how you hold yourself back and not being able to uh, move into your growth and move into where you need to go because you're kind of, I feel like there's a little bit of FOMO when there's people who come into that same space where they were. And yeah, there's new fashion blog designers and developers, you guys. Uh, you shouldn't be holding on to that. Like you have to move on to bigger and better things. And I think that's such a good you know, note to say, because I definitely struggle when I consult people and they're like, oh, but this was for me and this was for me. And I'm like, but mm-hmm. you also now have like three kids and now you own a house and now you moved out of that state. Like these things that used to define your work are no longer a part of your purpose and you need to move into your bigger purpose at this point. So exactly. And, you know, I've, I've seen people kind of move into spaces that I used to occupy and do much better than I did. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because that was what they should be doing. So I actually don't look at it as, as bigger and better. It's just different for me. Um, and it's, I view it as a plus for someone to be better than me at those things. Like why, sh- why would I take up that space? I want to be really careful because I, I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to tell people like, go do it. You have like a unique view on this. So I don't want people to think like, oh, someone's better at this. I should not do it. It's not at all what I think. Um, mm-hmm. But when we are looking backwards, which we shouldn't really be doing too often, I think it's important to be able to say, that's amazing that they're better at that than I was. Exactly. Yeah. And definitely. If you're doing, yeah. And if you're doing something that, Sun all sunshine and butterflies. Like the world, work does not have to be fulfilling twenty four seven. I think that's a recipe for disaster if you're trying to force yourself into that. But it is a sign if you're ever looking for like a gut check of like, am I where am I? I'm meant to be. If you can look around and be happy for people, yeah. Mm, yes, I love that. So right now you're working on an app because hashtag there's nothing that Bobby can't do. Um, <laughs> if anyone follows you on social media, it's, it's bananas. The amount of things this woman gets done in one day is bananas. So, But you are working on an app right now. So can you tell us a little bit about that process and what it's taught you in this, you know, going through this, this process? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I cannot whistle and I cannot roll my R's, which imagine... <laughs> Me growing up in South Florida, not being able to Oh, yeah. I don't, I can't do either of those things either. Isn't that interesting? I I don't want a podcast with two Peppa Pigs right now. (laughs) (laughs) I do try to do them both and it does not work. No, there's loads that I cannot do. And those are things I outsource. Um, But yeah, uh, so the app, Cirque, um, it is an app for women in business who want to maintain or advance their careers. Um, this is something that I think I've spoken about with Charisma on like, like kind of when it was like a kernel of an idea a few years ago. Um, I basically just always been fielding a lot of advice giving, um, whether it's formal or informal, um, even from women who, in my opinion, have been far more successful than me in a lot of in a lot of business aspects, but what I've realized my strength, one of my strengths is, is converting the issue to the solution. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things that I was realizing was like, I was getting requests for advice on how do I ask for this? Or how do I word this? Or how do I solve this conflict or whatever? And part of me was like, well, you went to business school. I didn't go to business school. Like I'm a dirty hippie sitting in my pajamas making blogging guys. <laughs> like, why are you asking me? But um, not knowing any, not knowing to be afraid of being like, okay, well, this person's coming to me for help. I can give help. Um, 
there was just the stream of either coaching or, as I said, informally saying, okay, well, you can try this language um, to communicate this or talking people through problems. And one of the things that I realized is like, and to my detriment, I, I've never really had a career coach. Um, and one of the things holding me back was that I never really felt like I was in one phase for long enough to warrant that. Um, but it would have always been really helpful to have like a me in a professional capacity that I could just kind of dip in and out to get advice or language on something. So this is a kernel idea of the app. Basically, we want to be able to provide that career support for women who don't traditionally have it um, in the size that they need to have it. Um, So instead of going to a partner or a friend who might love the hell out of you, but not be a good business or career sounding board, um, you can basically message or voice note an expert in a variety of fields and get an answer to your specific question. Um, And if you want to engage in a longer term relationship, you can. Um, But yeah, we're trying to bring back the old boys club, turn it into a new girls club and, and change some lives. I love that so much. (laughs) That's amazing. And like, for me, I really I'm like the type of person that like you, I'm really good at helping others like solve those issues. But when it comes like to my own, it's very hard for me to see like what the issues are. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I know there's issues, I'm just like, I, I just get very like stuck. And mm-hmm. this would have been something that would have been great for me um, when I was first starting out. It took me a long time to find entrepreneur friends. Like I eventually found Angelica and Melissa, but that took years. So for a mm-hmm. long time, and and at that time, like, you know, I was in the wedding industry and like, there was no other people of color in the industry, like mm-hmm. literally none. There was no black women in the industry. This is just very like, it was a very othering experience. And it was very, I was also like a good, at least five years, if not 10 years younger than most of the people that, you know, I was working with. So it was just like a very alien experience. And so I love that there's going to be this option that people can go to, to like get the advice they need and also quality advice, right? Because right. sometimes there's a lot of like, you know, that's why I love that you have been doing coaching because really, like you said, it's kind of something you've always done. Just you didn't really like charge for it per se, but it's like back when, you know, like you built my websites way back in the day and essentially you coached me as well. Like that is something that you very much did. And I feel like it's so important for people to have people like you who actually are offering it from a place of wanting to see people grow and succeed as opposed to there are a lot of like coaches out there that are just like, I'm trying to get to that bottom, you know, dollar line. So I'm going to sell X amount of courses. And that's my whole point. But those courses aren't actually going to help like the individual, like it might work for one out of a hundred people, but like realistically, it's not going to actually work for most people. So I love that this is going to be somebody, something that somebody can come to and kind of get advice specifically for them. And you know what? It's, we keep joking that we need the app to build the app, right? Like we keep joking that like we actually really need this kind of support. Um, but just on a personal level, um, and this is, I mean, it, it, it kind of feels sad to talk about it like this, but it's something that I've noticed that a lot of times people do not take our complaints or concerns seriously. Mm-hmm. So this is an issue, I think, with talking to maybe partners or friends, people who are in a different position in life than you, maybe older, maybe younger, but there is a tendency even among women to each other 
to say it's not that bad or I've been through worse or it, you know, maybe you're misinterpreting it, all sorts of things that however well-meaning can stunt you. It can stop you from asking for help. It can actively harm you, all sorts of things where, you know, if you, and I'm really bad at this because I might have a broken ankle at the moment. Like if you break your ankle, you probably are going to go to the doctor. You're not going to try to set it yourself, right? Or like go to like your friend and be like, hey, can you wrap my ankle for me? But we do that professionally a lot. Mm, yes. And the damage that that can cause long-term, like, yeah, it might hurt a little bit now, but you don't know what the knock-on effects are that of that like five years down the line. Um, and I think that, you know, especially for, Actually, I was going to say, especially for young women, I think it's true of women at any stage of their career and any age saying, you know, this thing happened to me at work. It's making me feel not great and I don't know how to handle it. The difference between being met with someone that's like, actually, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Like, talk me through what happened versus, oh, I'm sure they didn't mean that can make such a difference to you, right? Um, And I would love for... Cirque or anything like it that pops up um, to change that conversation from immediate doubt because you're a woman, it can't be that bad to, all right, let's, what are the tools and resources we can throw at you to make the situation better? I love that example because it's so, it's so accurate. Like you would never, ever be like, oh, this ankle's broken. Let's go, let's just go have my friend check that out and give their opinion before I act on it. But it is so true that we do that with our businesses. And it's like, it's literally our careers. It's, it's literally our jobs. Like, I don't know why that is 100% true. Wow. Yeah. You shouldn't ask your home girl who quite literally has been fired like six times from her yeah. day jobs for business right. advice. That's not, that's yeah. not how you should treat yourself. That's such a great way to explain that. And, and, and one of the things is also like, nor should you really ask like your partner who made no. a traditional job for advice when they can't relate. Like we, I think we put a lot of pressure on people to do much more than they should um, in our lives. And I think that that just, I, I think it's okay to kind of specialize who you go to for certain things. And of course this has to be accessible. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this as well is to make this kind of help accessible. Um, but we depend on too few people to do too much. And I think that this is just one way to kind of spread some of that out so that we can actually thrive. Um, full stop. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> something I see in a lot of like, uh, you know, like Facebook groups and things like that, that people that have like just recently, like women that have recently just gone into business being like my significant other, you know, doesn't understand what I'm doing and isn't like basically almost acting as if, like they're like mad that their significant other is not being a business partner to them, even though their significant other has a completely different job and is not like has act actively said like, this is your business. That's great. But like, that's not my business. Like I'm happy to support you from afar, but like, I, I'm not doing that. Like, that's not my job. I don't know about it. And I've always found that like whole situation to be very interesting to me because like, you know, John's always like, you know, supportive, like, Hey, happy to, you know, happy you're doing your thing. But like, you know, I'm not out there like, photo like taking photos of weddings with you back in the day you know what I mean because it's like he that's not he doesn't know how to do that I wouldn't want him to so it's just very interesting um you know where people go to for advice and I, I do think it's important that people know to go to places that you know 
that are going to give them the advice that they actually need to move forward. Because honestly, like hearing a few bad things early on in your career can literally be something that you're dealing with years and years later. And we see that a lot. thousand percent. And it can actually cut you off from the kind of support outside of the business that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so especially if you're someone like the three of us who, if we're like, I mean, we, we love therapy, right? We know the difference between yes. asking for advice and venting and all of that stuff. We have the emotional toolkit to navigate those conversations, right? A lot of people don't. And to get the support you need outside of business, I feel like you can't really muddy that with potentially talking to people who always want to fix things because that's going to make you not want to go to them when you actually need them. So just, again, pulling this stuff out, pulling it into a space where it is women, we can identify more with the struggles that we all go through in our careers and workplaces and in all of that stuff. It just frees you up to have better connections across the board and everything else. So speaking of entrepreneurs that are aspiring, that are just getting into things and they're looking to open up their own businesses, let's say maybe later this year in 2022 or next year in 2023, what sort of of advice do you have for those who are just kind of getting into the game, like brand new, where, where do they start? What are those few things that you're like, you cannot miss out on these few things getting started? Um, well, I guess I'm in that position too, aren't I, <laughs> with the app. And one thing that I've noticed um, in trying to bring on people for part of the tech side um, is one, do not try to do everything, right? Um, I'm, I'm consistently having to be reminded to not go out and learn how to develop native apps just because I can. I need to delegate. <laughs> um, so delegation is key. Absolutely. And there is a fear, uh, you know, we also like in 2020, I think we spoke about this last time too, like everyone was making sourdough and like doing Zoom, mm-hmm. Zoom, and all this stuff. Like you don't, you don't have to, we weren't birthed like being able to run and speak six languages, you know, like it's okay to start. It's okay to just start and see what happens. Um, you do not have to be an expert before you get going. You don't have to, I think I'm going to decline to say, here's a list of things you need to do if you're just getting started, because it, I think it can stress people out. You know, um, we've gone through a few, more than a few seismic shifts and everyone's approach to success, like by necessity has to look different now. Right. Um, and a few people have had accidental accidental booming businesses during the pandemic. A few a bunch of people have started things that they thought would take off during the pandemic and haven't. And I think that if you can do your absolute best to design the life that you want, not just the business that you want, like do those things at the same time, that's going to be the healthiest thing that has the best potential for sustainability. Um rather than make sure you start your Instagram page immediately, make sure you have your newsletter and all of this stuff. Like if you don't want to build a business around all of those things, don't start one around all of those things. That is so true. Yeah. It, I also think that miseducation of entrepreneurship is also such a big deal right now because it depends on what your social circle looks like, especially mm-hmm. online. Yeah, that people are saying, "Oh, you need to buy this course and do all these nine thousand things before before you even get started." And it's like, 
that's going to discourage me. I'm not into that. That's not what I need to do. But for most people, they don't need it. Like, I, I hate to be that person. I'm, a again, as a brand strategist, totally understand the importance of a logo and a website and et cetera. There are people who are making decent money to start without any of those things. Yeah, we talk about how social media them. isn't, like, a necessity per se either. We talk about that on here all the time. Most um, people aren't online. Most yeah. people not online. So, so what's so. what's what's wild is we get like so our social media for the podcast, which we don't really spend a ton of time like on our social media for the podcast because between the two of us, we have so much other stuff going on. So we mm-hmm. do the basic bare minimum, and then Angelica will tell me how many listens we have, and I'm like, whoa, that's like <laughs> so much more than our social media. Like, you know what I mean? So it's it's wild, and I'm like, I don't know where they come from, and they're not interested in Instagram, but they're right. listening. So. Right. <laughs> So I think that, I think that, you know, we have, we have come or hopefully we are coming out of a space where there is a formulaic route, which may or may not have, have historically been successful, right? Like we, we're, we exist in a little bit of an echo chamber. We see the same coaches, we see the same strategies, we see the same income wrap ups and all of that stuff in the wider world. I'm very skeptical about whether those things are, are actually necessary, um, so for anyone who's aspiring to be an entrepreneur or is early in their journey, you know, don't wait to live this life you're trying to build. Okay. Because if you build structures for a business that are completely antithetical to what you, how you actually want to be living your life, even if you hit that benchmark of what you're classing as success now, you're not going to have time for the things that you actually want to be doing. Um, I, I did, uh, some mentoring and interviews for year 11s um, here in the UK and just basically, you know, talking through about what these kids wanted to do and, you know, all this stuff. And the sweet kid, oh my gosh, the kids are going to be all right. The sweet kid sits in front of me and he starts talking about like how he wants to start a fashion line and all of this stuff. And we chat about that for a little bit. And, you know, so I asked him, you know, what, what made you want to go into that? He's like, Oh, well, my dad, my dad's really into fashion. And I was like, cool. What would you do if your dad wasn't really into fashion? And he was like, Oh, well, my brother does this other thing. So I might do that. And I was like, okay, cool. What would you do if your brother wasn't into, you know, these other things? And, and he was like, well, I really like to draw. And I was like, well, that's amazing. Tell me a little bit about that. And he starts to tell me, he just, his whole body, his body language changed. He just lit up. It was so beautiful to see. So I was like, all right, awesome. Like, so how much are you drawing now? And he's like, I'm not. And I was like, okay, so tell me about your ideal day in 10 years. And you know, it's like asking a kid to think 10 years in the future is like asking them to do like multivariable calculus without any tools, <laughs> right? So <laughs> he kind of just looked down and then, you know, he got a little comfortable again. And he was just like, you know, I'd like to, you know, wake up and go to the gym and do this and do that. And I was like, oh, but you love drawing. So would, do you envision yourself having that space and time to draw when you're older? And he was just like, well, yeah. And I was like, okay, well then take a step back and tell me about your day again, <laughs> you know, including, including the drawing. And it was just to peel back. He had this laundry list of things he wanted to do to have this career as an apparel designer, but it was not at all including the things he actually wanted to be spending his time doing, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to think about like, what is your life actually going to look like? Because there's so many ways to skin a cat. You know, so if you're going to build your business, you might as well build it so that you have the time to do the things you want to be doing. Um, otherwise, I can't see much of a point. That's so true. And I think that a lot of people 
don't have the time to reflect or actually think about that or plan for that because, you know, you're going straight. A lot of times you're going straight from high school, straight into college. You've been so focused on getting to college and you're super busy in college. Maybe you're working a job like as you're going to school. And then as soon as you graduate, like you're just getting the first job you can take. And it's like, you know, just so nonstop. So Mm -hmm. I think that for a lot of people, they don't have like a moment to think about like, what do I want my actual, like, what am I working towards? You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people get to that place, like sometime between like 28 and 35, say, and a lot of times they're like, wait, what? Like, how did I get here? Like, what, how is this my day to day? And I, I think we've seen a lot of people, you know, reflect on that in the past few years, just with everything that's going on and kind of not be pleased with you know, where they've ended up. So I do think it's so important to have those conversations. Like, I love that you're having that, you know, with kids that are at the end of their, you know, schooling, because it's important to have those conversations then. And unfortunately, it's not something that they, at least in America, they don't do that in schools. Like they're not, they're not having those conversations with students. They're just like, you got to get into college, you got to, you know, but it's not like, there's no like, what, what, what do you want to build? Like, what are you building towards? Exactly. Um, so I love that you're doing that. And I think that that's, that's such an important question to be, to be asking at any time in your life, really. Yeah. I, like, and, and I'm glad you said that because it, it, it is never too late, you know, one of like, I'm starting a whole new venture and I'm definitely, thank God for my business partner, like being forced to like, not take on a role that is going to preclude me from doing the life things that I want to do, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something that is really important to unlearn, but you know, it, 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 it's difficult, but it's worth it. And I think that, you know, you're right. We have this hamster wheel. And again, especially as women, we have this hamster wheel that we're put on. And I think we can all acknowledge it comes from an immense place of privilege to be able to sit back and yes. look at your people long enough to ask yourself these questions, right? Not everyone can do that. If you can, you should. For sure. Well, in terms of uh, in trying to meet things and try to accomplish things, that all starts with setting goals. And you are a champion of goal setting. Uh, even if you don't achieve them, I love the way that you at least are as transparent as you, you want to be on social media, right? And you're kind of like, hey, I didn't get to do the thing that I had been planning to do because of A, B, and C. Like last year was just because races <laughs> kept getting canceled and that was a thing. But so what have you been setting your goals are right now? Do you do them yearly? Do you quarterly or monthly? And how do you stay consistent in reaching your goals? I think, and this isn't my biggest goal, but it's like the most top of mind and like try not to laugh at me too much. But like I want to get my pistol squat back. Like that's what No, we, that's a real that's goal. A that's a real one. thing. That's a good one. I want to get my pistol squat back. Like, you know, I'm gonna the app is gonna launch. It's gonna be great. You know, yeah. the gonna continue to still do good work. Like Wookie's gonna have all our designer treats. You know, like that's all gonna be fine. I wanna be able to do a pistol squat without like crying for 20 minutes afterwards. So <laughs> So um as for how I'm going about them, I'm going to the gym, I'm building those glutes, I'm <laughs> I like that. No, you're, you're, that's a real thing. Like as someone who's back in the gym because yeah. COVID was a mess and I live in Florida and I should not die. To, like, <laughs> yes. Thing I'm going to do. I do not like running, but lifting is my thing. So building back that strength mm-hmm. and getting that agility through yoga and all this, like that's straight up a real goal. If anyone tells you she's not, they can come see me professionally because pistol squats are not easy. You do not wake up one day and know how to no. do a pistol squat. It's stuff no. is hard. <laughs> 
And you know what? The, th- the reason why it's, like I said, it's not the most important. It's not gonna the one that's going to make the biggest impact on my life. But it's one I cannot do. Like, I can run a marathon right now, right? So anything else is just getting better at that. Like, I'm, I want to pick something I cannot do at the moment and work towards it. I also think that, like, having one that's outside of work is, like, incredibly important. And I think that, honestly, like, Angelica and I have been talking about that as well. Like, our main goals this year, like, most of them are, like, you know, like, physical, emotional-type goals as opposed to work goals. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, like you kind of said, like, the work is getting done. We can do it. We can do it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and we will do it. Um, but, yeah, that's something that with, with COVID and everything – Gyms have been gyms have been a challenge here. <laughs> it's been it's been a very tricky situation. I am going to the gym at my apartment now, finally, um, but I'm wearing a mask and we're going at like odd hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like training outside is an is definitely an option here sometimes. But there is like a good four to five months out of the year where it's like almost borderline dangerous because of how yeah. hot it is. Yeah. Um, so, and especially for me, like I was in DC for a year and like did not work out up there because gyms were just closed there. Like you just couldn't even go. Mm-hmm. Um, and working outside, like running on ice was not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so it was like coming back and getting back in the swing of things has been very humbling, especially like going to lift. It was like, wow, <laughs> this is Wow. But I will say like the first, the first workout back in the gym was like the hardest. And I told John, I was like, I think all my muscles like just left forever. But like about halfway (laughs) through, they started coming back and they were like, we remember. And I was like, okay, yay. But I think like one of my biggest goals like is trying to do pull-ups by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Cause I, yeah, I've never, like, I've never done pull-ups. Like I, I'm sure that there was a time where I could, but it's just like never something that I did, but I'd always watch other, like when I'd be at the gym, I'd always peep somebody doing like pull-ups in the corner and be like, that just looks so badass. Like I want to do that. I love that. And like, it's, it's one of those, I mean, I, full disclosure, I used to have a pull-up bar installed on across my dorm room when I was in college. So yes, I love it. Challenge people to pull up competitions, but it's, um, it's, it's, you're right. Like having goals outside of the work and, you know, financial goals, I think it's so freeing to be a beginner, to start over in, in, in some ways, you know, and I remember when I first started doing like one of the workout programs I'm on at the moment, because I'm training for free races and also lifting as a supplement. And one of the exercises was like a box jump. And I swear, when I saw the video of this girl doing a box jump, it was like she did a, t- t- a height taller than me. I was like, well, no, I like having teeth. I'm not going to try that. You know, like there's just no way I'm going to do that. And um, the other day in the gym, I texted my friend and I was like, I, my box jumps are fire today. Like this is something I did not think I was going to be able to do three weeks ago. And it was the physical change. Yeah. But it was also the mental change of being able to push and when it's something for you, when it's something that is not in service of another person, I just think that 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 shift is really just a nice thing to have for yourself. So working towards some things that are just for you are really wonderful. I love that. So switching gears a little bit into community stuff. So you're a moderator for IGRs Bristol, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I love like all the photos that y'all do on there are fantastic. I love like all the dog content. I'm very here <laughs> for that. 
So how did that opportunity come about? Um, what has the experience been like? And what has it taught you about community like during this time? Yeah, well, Bristol's an amazing city. And obviously, um, I'm a transplant from here. Um, so being able to be part of the community is wonderful. Um, for people who have listened to at least the last time I was on, you'll probably know this, but um, the the main moderator, Jess, asked me to be a part of the community, um, I think, like around the height of the pandemic. So sometime in 2020, um, just a rejigger of the team, especially after everything that happened with George Floyd, there was just like a little bit of a hiatus, um, which I think everyone needed from the internet um, and came back with a reformed team. And it has changed a little bit since then. And we actually just on Tuesday, yesterday, um, announced the latest iteration of the team, which is all women, which is really exciting. Um, and yeah, so she, she asked me to be a part of the team and, you know, obviously that led really nicely to the stuff that I kind of always been doing, you know, travel blogging and, and whatnot and taking, having my camera glued to my hip all the time. Um, so that's just, it was just really nice to be asked and it's been really nice to be a part of it, um, to get to see different parts of the city through people's eyes. Like, you know, I'm on duty today, so I'll be looking through the hashtag and, uh, seeing how people view the city is wonderful and the different areas and what people notice. And a lot of times what people don't notice if I know something, there's something cool going on and it hasn't shown up on the hashtag. I was, I always find that quite interesting. Um, but we recently had, uh, an Instameet for the Bristol Light Festival, which was just amazing. There was like a giant rainbow slinky in the middle of the city center, swings lit up, the Banksy got lit up. Um, and it's stuff like that where we get to showcase the city to people that come along to the meets in person, to the, to the community online and to the world, really. It's just really cool. Um, and I think like one of my favorite experiences in the last couple of months, uh, one of the photos that I picked for our photo of the day ended up on the IGRs UK hub. And the person was just so excited, you know, they're starting out in photography and then they ha- all of a sudden had this huge platform. And that's just so, it's so cool. You know, it's so nice to be able to share other people's content in a way that's really celebratory of a place that we're occupying day in and day out, you know, Rainer, Rainer, Rainer Shine. <laughs> I love that. And I love how active all of you are in it. Mm-hmm. And I it, it gives me envy because the one in Orlando has been sitting dormant for so long. And like, oh, no. whenever you try to contact them, like nobody, like nobody responds. They I'm probably like, don't ah. even live here anymore. Which they is probably the case. don't. And that unfortunately, that happens to like a lot of things in Orlando because it's so transient. But then mm-hmm. the people will just like keep the logins and be like, I'm leaving forever. Um, so yeah, I just, I really love community based stuff and I love when everyone's like just sharing to share and like, like you said, like being able to share someone's stuff and then it goes, you know, like semi-viral or viral or is like shared by bigger accounts even like that sort of stuff is so fun. Like people just like getting to share other people's creativity. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get more of a dopamine hit from someone's post doing well for them than, anything I would ever post, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll post something and I'll throw my phone into the sea and it's like, I'll think about it the next day. You literally will. <laughs> like, you literally, like, I'm always like, hi, I like, I would like some content. Me and your sister are always like, hello, the people need content. <laughs> and you're like, no, thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> felt (laughs) (laughs) i've given up on angelica she's not gonna give me any content if i want like creative stuff from her i just will like literally go to her and be like give me give me like a give me a print or something like i I gotta have your creativity 
So listen, if she had opposable thumbs, you guys would never hear from me ever. <laughs> she would do it herself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Shout out. Yeah. I'm waiting for my kid to get old enough to just do all my social. Yeah. I never have to do it again. That is real talk. I'm excited for that day. She'll do it and she'll be very on top of it. She's very organized. She has it very much together. I so. won't even get into child talk, but last night was open house at her school, and it is bananas what they allow her to do at that school. They have to, they have to let her do less. <laughs> this is not her show. She's not like you would think she is a, the star of a Disney sitcom. To, I need she, them to pull back. She does have main character energy. It's too much. It's, it's that Capricorn issue. It's you yes, guys are I, I know. That's why I love it. <laughs> like, so, Bobby, we talk about self-care all the time on this podcast, and especially with, with Black women, just because it looks so different from us than what it looks like on television and how it's marketed to women in general, especially during Women's History Month. I feel like the brands who do, like, spa things have turned it up 3,000. I feel like tampon commercials are ridiculous. So yeah. I would love to know from your point of view what the self-care look like for you uh, at this point in your life. Um, as I've already mentioned, throwing my phone into the sea. <laughs> yeah, that's a core part of it. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I scrolled for like four hours last night, so I can't, I can't even say that it's, <laughs> it's not a well-oiled machine yet. Um, I've been doing a lot of walking. I've been doing a lot of walking um, and just unplugging. I know that sounds so cliche. Um, I posted a picture this week, and someone was like, noticed the skincare products on my desk, and was like, "Oh my gosh, I love those." Um, which one's your favorite? And I was just like, I'm going to be a jerk here. I've got nice skin. I'm not sitting here slathering myself every night. I do not have a skincare routine. I'm not with the face masks and the design. Like I'm not doing honestly, it. Honestly, I love honesty like that though. Francesca Ramsey always says the same thing. And she's like, listen, like my mom just has really great skin. And, I yeah. just and I'm like, I like, that's such a thing because people don't, People are not honest about that. And that's honestly what it is. Or like, like it's either that or water half the time. And you know, I drink a lot of water. I drink like a gallon of like an English gallon, which is like 3.8 liters a day. I drink a lot of water. Yeah. But I can't credit it to that. Like I will go to sleep with my makeup on. I will not brush my hair for five days. So, so I always feel a lot of pressure to like say something like I take a four hour bath every night. I'm not doing that. I'm walking. I'm reading, I'm writing, um, I'm teaching myself stuff. So I'm teaching myself some higher level animation. And that's stuff that kind of makes me feel good working on those pistol squats. Um, and I think we might've touched on this last time because it was during Black History Month. Um, and I was just like, I'm celebrating me. Like I'm just doing things that that I can go to sleep at night and feel like, okay, that, that added to my tank that didn't deplete it, you know? And if I was doing a 17 step skincare routine every night, I would be annoyed with myself and very tired. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. (laughs) And it changes, you know, like tonight it might be getting a takeaway, you know, tomorrow it might be doing something like really physically active or challenging. Like self-care is not just pampering. Um, it can be pushing yourself. It can be pulling back and resting. Um, and you're not the same person every day. So I don't think that those routines necessarily need to be the same every day either. 
And are you one of those people, do you feel like calmer when you cook? Because it also seems to be a little self-carry type when you cook, I feel like, for you. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you've probably seen, like, stories of me. I like... see, yeah, like, in your stories, there's just... <laughs> and also, you've cooked for me before, too. And I, I remember you not, like... Because, like, for me, I, I don't hate cooking. But if I were to cook somewhere else, I'd be really stressed. Because I wouldn't have, like, everything just so. And cooking is a little stressful for me. But, like, you and John both, like, seem like... You're like very much like in your element and you're like very chill and you're just like, I'm excited for this. I can just get on with it. Like unless unless you're living like a frat boy, I can probably cook a really decent meal in your kitchen, right? So I'm not very fussy about like you have to have like Japanese knives and like seven different saucepans or anything. Um, yeah, I like, you know, like I'll sit there for 45 minutes and chop vegetables. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's that's soothing for me and it's that that's the repetitive nature um of it but yeah I do quite like cooking I just got um have you seen those those things on Instagram of like the pinwheel lasagna yes I got that cookbook like Instagram yeah and it you know what appealed to me about it I was like that looks like it has 85 steps and it's gonna take me four hours and I'm into it like that that's gonna be yeah I was gonna say because what you cooked at my house was really complicated but it was (laughs) delicious because I I think it was like John and I had just been to Jamaica not that long ago and you made us a Jamaican meal and it was amazing Mm And yeah, it's a form of love, right? Like when I cook yeah. for people, um, and and that for me, you know, I'm a Libra, so like showing love is a form of self care for myself as well. Like making sure the people around me feel appreciated and taken care of. Um, but it's also, you know, a really good way to take care of yourself. Like if you can, if you can prepare a couple meals in advance, like you can save yourself in the future when you run out of time and run out of energy and all sorts of things. And it's just another way to kind of soften whatever future blows might come your way if you kind of prepare and take the time to do that so you've got the time in it and then you've got the time you're saving um later on in the week um one of my girlfriends from college is really good at this like the prepping and all of that stuff and you can tell that it's not just to have that instagram worthy fridge right it's to actually take care of herself and that's like one of the purest versions purest versions of this you know um but again, you know, like a form of self-care is not being too rigid for me, right? Mm-hmm. So if I if I overdo it, that starts to feel not great. So I have to be very careful about, you know, am I doing this too much? Am I doing this just to do it? Or is it still rooted in nurturing? Yeah, I love that. So we talked a little bit about ideal days and, you know, what how to like plan for them how to build them that sort of thing so what does an ideal day look like for you now because I know this is something that you know changes from year to year season to season yeah um you know what I got that book the power of when like months ago didn't open it (laughs) (laughs) sounds like me and all the books lately (laughs) I was just like, oh, and, and you know what, it was, it was because I was like, am I in the space to read this and have it help me build nurturing habits? Or am I in the space to read this and I'm going to get rigid? And I, I decided to stay soft, right? I decided to stay soft in the, in the daily routine, just because I have so many client, uh, not clients, but projects that are in flux, and I have to be flexible. So my ideal day at heart is flexible. Um, I do try to start the day with the gym and having a little time um, just to kind of ease into the day. So sometimes I might not actually get on comms until like 11 o'clock, but some days I'm like 
6 a.m. I'm answering every email under the sun. Um, so I think that less so a schedule, but more so things I want to hit every day are obviously moving my body. So whether that's the gym or run or both, making sure that Wookie has moved her little paws. Oh. Wookie's a dog, by the way, because we, <laughs> we didn't introduce Wookie like we usually do. Wookie's if they don't know that, I will be shocked because I've literally put Wookie on my own Instagram. Uh- so. <laughs> um yeah so there's lots of movement like I said lots of water so it's great that my office is right next to the toilet um um, and and doing good work you know and sometimes that might look like two hours of client work sometimes that might look like four hours of teaching some days that might look like I'm gonna you know immerse myself in a task for six hours um and as long as it gets done that feels really good um but to follow my own advice in the future, I would like a little bit more of a schedule when, you know, the apps launched and things are more on autopilot. And that will definitely be, you know, morning, morning movement, which is one of those things I'm building in now because I want it to be built in permanently. Um, lots of reading, lots of learning and continuing education. Um, I think that's what's going to be taking up a lot of my time in the back half of the year. Um enjoy right we've had a it's hard to find it like just just having some time for joy and to do something that's not productive or meaningful or gonna move the needle like I just you know I want to have time to just do things for the sake of it yeah I think that's the best part of being and I guess for me at least in entrepreneurship is that the freedom to do what it is that I need to do not necessarily what I need to do. So not the things that seem like they're on this list of things that I should do, but also what I need to do for myself. So you wake up every day and I know this is not a day where I need to do A, B, C, D. I need to shift my focus and my priorities. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the benefit of entrepreneurship that people don't really talk about is that you can move the way you need to move, especially when you're consistent and you have income coming in, you have Mm -hmm. the clients that you want and you have multiple projects that you can kind of pick and choose what you want to focus on that day. I think that flexibility is um, invaluable. Mm. I think for women, it's invaluable, especially women of color, especially black women, having that ability to pick and choose is whether or not you want to work 12 hours every day, or if you want to work four to six hours every day is is definitely a privilege that people, (laughs) you know, it just depends on where you are, but you know, as the, you grow into your entrepreneurship, that's especially service providers, that privilege is unmatched and it starts to become this thing that kind of defines you and your growth opportunities. And you, you're able to go into different spaces that other people don't have the option to to do it. Like you can teach classes Mm -hmm. at a university because of your entrepreneurship. If you were working nine to five, that would not even be an option for you. You'd be busy. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to email you and be like, Hey Bobby, can you come pick up this class? It's now that you're an option and you're available and you get to have these amazing experiences, this community building experience with IG years, Bristol, all that stuff. So I think, Oh, go ahead. No, I just, I I actually want to challenge you a little bit because I think that part of that, that, you know, living the life that you want, living aspects of the life that you want to live. um, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I, that I would, this isn't entrepreneurship only, you know, especially as, as good employers are embracing work from home and are moving away from micromanaging. I've heard loads of stories where people are like, don't check in with me. As long as your work is done, that's do whatever you need to do. Um, and I would love if people, especially if you're in a, in a quote unquote nine to five, but you've been given that flexibility from your employer to really embrace it. You know, um, you guys can probably both identify with, you know, 
you can be working on one set of tasks one day and they take you eight hours, but then maybe there's something shiny or new or different that really energizes you. And all of a sudden you can get those tasks done in four and spend the other four doing that other thing. Um, and I think that as we, as we have relaxed and again, for, for a privileged set of people, relax the bounds of traditional salaried work. There is a lot more opportunity for people to start designing their lives a little bit better to meet what their needs and wants are outside of work um, or in addition to their current professional opportunities. So if you do have a boss that maybe they haven't vocalized this to you, but you have a great communication communicative relationship with, you can always say, hey, look. If you're happy with my work, I'd love to have a little bit more flexibility in terms of these hours. Um, can we chat flex schedules? Can we chat some, like maybe not working on Fridays, but I'll get everything done. Like there is a lot more scope for that now than there was in 2019. Um, and I'd really encourage people, if it's safe to do in their place of employment, to to think about that. And if you work for yourself and you treat your job like a nine to five, how can you have that conversation with yourself? right? How can you give yourself the slack to get the things that you need to get done faster or better or differently so that you can go do the things that you want to do? Because a lot of people are out here running those their own businesses, entrepreneur, quote unquote, but treating themselves like they're in a nine to five, um, which might defeat the purpose. Yeah, I really Real hope that we see like more, con- like more of a continuation of that shift to like letting people that have nine to fives like have that flexibility yeah and stuff i think we're like, a little bit more behind over yeah here. I was <laughs> saying, like, southeast people, is not there yet <laughs> there's people that have it but it's like very few like i very few like it's very few i right now there's like this the whole thing of like you know offices wanting people to come back into work and they're dropping the mass mandate at the same time that they're saying we want you to come into the office full-time so like i have a friend who works for i won't say who but a publisher in new york um, and like, she's concerned cause she's like, okay, like we've been out of the office for like two years. Now you're saying we have to come back to the office full time, but you're also saying like, we need to, no one needs to wear masks. Like, it's just like a lot. Whereas like, there's some, like, I would say like my brother has a little bit more flexibility, but he works for, um, a studio out of California. So I feel like, you know, they're like a little more progressive when it comes to that sort of thing. So it's definitely like, there's a lot of like levels, I guess, to it over here, but I really do hope that people are able to kind of say, hey, it's been going really good working from home and let's keep that same energy because it's like I understand like it can benefit some people to go into the office sometimes. And I know some some places have been doing like a flex thing where it's like you can come in and you can come in and use office space, but like you don't have to. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would love to see, you know, like the nine to five kind of evolve and kind of be a situation where those, you know, extrovert or extroverted people that need to come in and bounce ideas off of each other, they can do that. And that's a good yeah. use of their time. The introverted people who work really well alone and are like big time self-starters, they can get through their work faster at home. And then mm-hmm. people that have, you know, like maybe a routine where they like to work out in the morning, or maybe somebody has to pick up their kids or whatever it is, they have a hobby that they like to do in the afternoon. They're able to make time for that and maybe pick up work later um, and still be able to get that done and, and just kind of like engineer the day that they want. Um, because it, it, I love it. It works really well for me. I, you know, I wasn't obvi- obviously always able to do it like this back in the day. I had to do 
take everything that came across my plate because I had to pay my bills. But I'm definitely in a place now where I don't look at work before 10 a.m. because I don't like to. I, right. I know that if I don't get physical in the morning, I'll get really into my work and then I'm a Capricorn. So you have to like tear me away from my work. And then I won't, I won't move late. Like I won't move later in the day. Like I'll just be like in front of my computer all day. So I spend, you know, the first few hours of the day, like waking up slow, you know, eating my toast, having a smoothie, walking, lifting weights, and just like kind of being in my head for a bit, having a little bit more quiet time. And that gets me really ready to come into work between like 10 and 11 and really have fun with it and not feel they need yeah they love it man they love it (laughs) but I hope I hope you know again that good employers are realizing that like hey maybe they've gotten a lot more out of some of their quieter employees during the last two years and maybe you know just because you can force people back into the office doesn't mean you should you know and we're not cogs, you know, we're not cogs in a machine as much as, as much as we are treated like that in traditional workspaces, we we just aren't. And I think smart founders, smart organizations mm-hmm. have realized that and are accommodating for that. Um, and this might sound a little Pollyannish, you know, and again, it's from a place of privilege to be able to say, you know, I really, we really hope this for people. Um, but it, it has to start there, I guess, like, you know, hope and then advocate and execute yes. and, and just go from there. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of talking about the future, what are you most excited for? Oh, those pistol squats. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Um, I'm excited for, God, just future moving, I guess, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard to, I think the answers would have been much more tangible in 2019, halfway through 2020, but we've really learned that God laughs. That's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm excited to keep building. Obviously I'm excited for the app. Um, It's been a long time coming and it's just been something I've been dreaming about for a long time. So uh, one of the things I didn't tell you in that process, you know, was that, we've been chatting to a few a few male development teams and uh, those conversations weren't great those conversations were were deeply annoying um, i am shocked i'm just kidding yeah, I'm no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those conversations were super super annoying so what i after one of them i was like you know what? i don't want, i don't want any more of these phone calls and i went and did the whole prototype myself right because it wasn't because i couldn't it's a we wanted to kind of outsource a little bit um and i think that now that we've moved into chatting about a female development team um and all that stuff it's so exciting to create these spaces so we're creating a space for women with the app itself but like actually we're creating opportunities in the building of it and that story building as well um and that's really exciting just to get to speak to young young talent that's that's getting their foot in the door maybe being able to form one of those first formative workplace experiences in a really positive way. Um, that's great, right? It's what we all would have wanted when we were starting out. So to be able to be in a position where we can provide that is awesome. Working like with surrounded by women is literally the best, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like, especially I feel like when it comes to tech. Um, yeah, I love it. So. I, outsourcing development is all—it's already annoying. Like it's one of those things that everyone does things so differently, and we move very quickly. And so I, you know, learning that people are very slow and that type of thing. But I have, like you said, male developers, 
of all creeds, all races, all colors, <laughs> all sizes and shapes, all typically have like a chip on their shoulder and like don't perform well. Like the the work, the products that we have kind of tried to outsource a lot of times have come back and then not been great. And it's like, okay, well, we wasted time and money, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I'm excited for you to have this female development team, this team of women. And hopefully that goes super well. And also just like selfishly, because I would love names yep. <laughs> to put on my roster and put in yes. my like Rolodex. Well, you know, what's so exciting about it is that we assume each other capable, right? And this was one mm-hmm. of the things that I found to be quite challenging with speaking to some of these teams. Like this might be a little bit in the weeds, but like you are explaining very basic database functions to me as if I am four and right. I need you to know that I'm running laps around you. Right. I need you to know that. And I need that to make you a little bit uncomfortable. Right. Whereas with women, it's just like, it's like, we're going to just straight talk and we're going to get to the point. I'm not worried about hurting your feelings. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the tech. We're going to get the right systems in place and we're going to do it. And that just feels so good. Whereas men are just like, oh, you poor thing. Like, you know, oh my God, do you know what a div is? And it's just like, oh my God. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. oh my word! Uh, yeah, hang up the phone. <laughs> like, bye. close Zoom. Walk away from the computer. Yes. Take a water break. Like, cause yeah. it's so frustrating when you're talked to as if you're a child in yeah. a field where you know, like, you're like, I, I used to develop websites. It's not that I can't. Yeah. If I had to, I would figure it out. I just don't want to right, right now. <laughs> wow. So something that we've learned throughout this pandemic is that our community of listeners here is very, very, very into supporting people. They they love to support. So our last question used to always be just where can our listeners find out more about you and see, uh, you know, what you're up to. But we want to take that further and ask, how can our listeners also best support you going forward? Um, well, I'm always at Today I'm Bobby on Instagram. And by me, I mean mostly Wookie. Um, <laughs> Which is honestly, I, I just love her so much. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm usually there um, if I'm anywhere uh, or at Jeers Bristol on Wednesdays. Um, if if people would like to see an early early s- taste of what the app is going to be like, uh, .me, um is live. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so that's C-I-R-C-E-A-P-P dot M-E. Uh, so you can join the wait list if you like. Uh, really scary to say that out loud. Um, and I guess the best way to support me is to, this is going to sound so cheesy, but like, go be awesome. Tag me in your wins. Tell me about the stuff that's, I love that stuff. Like, that makes me so happy send me your wordle squares show me that you are living your life and having fun and like I, I i can't tell you how many business ideas um connections i've been able to make for people just from someone reaching out and being like wookie's really great i love this resource thank you so much for sharing it um that's the stuff that really lights me up like business is going uh the app is getting built but like seeing people thrive is it's the connective tissue of everything I do so like if you want to support me keep doing that and let me know (laughs) I love it I love it so much and I love Wookie so much oh my gosh you have no idea like honestly that is like what I'm most excited next time I'm in the United Kingdom is literally just to meet Wookie like that is literally like top of my list I'm like Yes, yes, go to all these other places, but like meet Wookie is like top of my list. It's actually getting out of hand. Um, 
because I went, I did the light festival for our event. And then I went another day with a friend and people were like practically throwing themselves into traffic to pet this dog. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) As they they should. Um. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And the way that like I, when like you had patches over there, I was literally, I was honestly like, I was like, I know that I cannot, like, it does not make sense to adopt a dog from the UK. Like somebody over there is going (laughs) to want the dog. I was like, this is unrealistic. But like, I was just in love with patches. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just literally like, how much is a private plane? Like, how do I make this work for myself? Oh my gosh. Actually, this is a really great way if you want to show support, um, because there are a lot of pandemic puppies being returned as people get back to their quote unquote normal lives. Um, Adopt an older dog. Uh, I think that's a great way to show yes. like your love for dogs and people and people who love dogs and everything. Um, that would be amazing. Just to see like a spat of people adopting older dogs would be incredible. So and they're great if you do work at home. Like it's great to have like an older dog around that's chill, yeah. as opposed to like my dog that's a bit younger that doesn't allow me to work most of the time <laughs> like I look at like my my mom's dog that passed a few years ago but like scrappy dude would let me work and she would like sit with me and just like sit at my feet at my desk or whatever whereas Valkyrie comes up and puts her whole face in my computer so yeah. like I would definitely say if you want to be able to be productive yeah. an older dog is going to be a bit easier to get things done so yeah <laughs> Well, Bobby, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. I learned so much. I am over the moon excited for your app. I cannot wait for everyone to check it out. I can't wait till it's like fully up and running. It's going to help so many people. And I just want to thank you for all of the work that you do like in the entrepreneur community, especially for women, especially for women of color, because I know that there are so many of us out there that can literally say like, you've made such a massive impact on what we do. Like my career, like would not be the same if I had not met you. So I'm just really, really thankful for you. I know that, I know that there's a lot of other women that can say the same thing. So I'm just thankful people like you exist. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm so glad that you have had me not once, not twice, but thrice. Um, yes. It's always a pleasure. Um, and thank you guys for what you do and, and the conversations that you have um, and the just the vibes that you guys spread. It's it's important to be able to hear each other's voices. And you guys have done this so consistently and beautifully um, through some really good times and some really bad times. And it's impressive mm-hmm. to see. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Awesome.